0: The word dangerous doesn't even begin to describe the risk to those who dare come near it. One of several avalanche chutes on the north flank of Mount Werner in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, Hell's Wall has earned its name by reputation. Only the extreme, or out-of-their-mind Olympiads, would ever consider this double-black diamond run. The cliff measures 80 to 120 feet tall with at least a 50-degree slope for its upper portion. To the right, a skier would see a forest of lodgepole pines standing up to 90 feet tall, and to the left, Chainsaw Gully. The north face of Mount Werner offers a breathtaking view powdered in pillow-like snow for miles at first glance. But from the cliff of Hell's Wall The view screams, nightmare. Any wrong move, and the mountain wins. There have only been two recorded successful drops from Hell's Wall in the past decade. Chris Rhodes snowboarded past it for over 13 years before his successful land in 2013. It's a death fall to the left and death fall to the right, Rhodes told local reporters. His assessment was backed by a long list of unfortunate events throughout Hell's Wall's history. One such event, in January of 1982, left two lucky skiers with an even greater respect for the mountain and ski patrol procedures. It was a Saturday afternoon, and experienced skiers Rick Denny and Bob Luther began their thrilling descent around 3.30 p.m., Following ski patrol procedure, they signed out at the bottom of the mountain before heading up the Priest Creek chairlift, and again at the top. They believed the risk of avalanche was low that day. Nonetheless, the two skiers took precaution and trailed avalanche cords behind them and set off. The top of the cliff was marked with ski area boundaries, but when Denny and Luther launched, they set off beyond... The prescribed point. Partway down the final chute, as Denny went to make a turn, his ski dipped down and hit a rock, jolting him to the ground. His right kneecap shattered, and there was no way Denny could raise back to his feet on a slope that was up to two miles long. Luther reached Denny, and they made a splint with one of the skis. Using his other ski like a sled, Denny pushed himself along, making his way off the slippery chute. Once they found a more safe location for Denny to rest, Luther suited him up with his down vest, two extra pairs of gloves, a whistle, and a space blanket before he left to go find help. Losing daylight, Denny began to settle in and dug a small snow cave. The search and rescue team was notified of the emergency at 6.30 p.m., but by the time the search party was organized and launched, it was already 8.45 p.m. Rob Johnson and EMT Jeff Brooks were the first to set out on the route up Fish Creek Canyon on skis, and others followed the trail on snowmobiles. It was dark and dangerous. Along the rescue route, a snow slide broke loose, passing over the trail. The crew cautiously rolled several snow machines across, But at one point, they heard a chilling, they had cracked an ice cornice. Cornices are formed from snow drifting in the wind on the downward side of a structure like a precipice or ridgeline. They are beautiful, yet potentially deadly, structures when triggered. The breaking away of a cornice by even the lightest tread of a skier can cause it to collapse and ignite a colossal avalanche. Thankfully, this cornice didn't fall. Surrounded by chutes in Fish Creek Canyon, the rescue team was on edge the moment they set out. After nearly a mile, the terrain no longer accommodated the snowmobiles, and the crew switched to snowshoes. Their best route was to cross the side hills covered in powdery chest-level snow with snow drifts, that they estimated were about 20 to 30 feet high. The team was exhausted, but the looming fear of avalanche risk kept them in motion. They longed for a pause, a chance to set up camp, and they even discussed calling in a chopper, but they knew they had to press on. Mark Sater, one of the founders of Search and Rescue, recollected, it was very scary. It was the eeriest feeling. I've ever felt in my life. The light of their flashlights bouncing off the snow after so much time made it more difficult for the rescue team to see well. So they continued on the search by moonlight. Meanwhile, Denny, though nestled in his snow cave, continued to wonder if the rescue team would ever reach him. As time continued to pass, he feared for his life, but he knew the surest way to survive was to hang on to hope and stay calm. By this point, his battered leg had grown numb, fending off the pain. Igniting a small fire a couple times helped warm him, but without fuel, the flames died quickly. Denny knew he had to stay awake. He occasionally blew his whistle, and whenever he felt like dozing off, he pushed himself to limp around. Johnson discovered Denny with a whistle blow at one hundred five a.m., but it took 37 minutes to reach him. The others on snowshoes reached them at 3.15 a.m. Johnson had stabilized Denny's leg, and the other rescuers offered him trail mix, water, and heat pads. The rescue team was ready to move out at 5.15 a.m. as the weather conditions improved. Bill Gilbert, expert skier and part of the search and rescue team, fashioned a sled from ski poles and aluminum parts he had carried in his pack. With one man in front and two in back, they pulled Denny down the steep slope using every ounce of strength they had left to control the drift. After an hour, they had only covered a quarter mile, but by 7.15 a.m., they reached the snowmobiles. By 8.10 a.m., they reached the parking lot and Denny was successfully transferred to the hospital in Lifesaver 1. The dangerous rescue required a coordinated, hands-on effort of over 12 men risking their lives to pull Danny down from Hell's Wall. While some of the crew searched, the rest shoveled snow the entire night to improve the trail. Rescue leader Sater noted that skiers who take on a chute like Hell's Wall put more than their own life at stake. What made the biggest difference in that night's incredible rescue, the crew recalled, was the moonlight. Without the luminary moonlight, Denny's rescue might have been impossible.